0: okay time magazine they have named their person of the year and there's a canadian connection his mother may born in saskatchewan and her son elon time magazine's person of the year here's space expert paul delady from york university he joins us now for more on this here on global news radio hey there paul good afternoon
1: good afternoon to you too jeff
0: all right, bit of a surprise, do you think, here? I know Elon Musk had a big year with Tesla and uh, SpaceX, but uh, were we expecting him to be Times Person of the Year?
1: I, I wasn't. Not that I follow these things too terribly closely. It, it's almost like a black box how they figure these people out. But I, I'm not really that uh, uh, surprised. I mean, when we look at the criteria for person of the year, he really does fulfill it. He has been a bit of a mover and a shaker. He hasn't been terribly controversial this year, but he certainly is forward-thinking, and those are some of the primary criteria for person of the year.
0: Mm -hmm. Here's what Times said. They said for creating solutions to an existential, existential crisis, for embodying the possibilities and the perils of the age of tech titans, for driving society's most daring in disruptive transformations, Elon Musk... Paul is Time Magazine's 2021 Person of the Year. And I think you could almost say the same about Bezos and maybe even Branson as well. I'm wondering how those two other kind of space pioneers are feeling this afternoon.
1: I think we've got to be fair and say it's not just the the SpaceX connection for Elon. I mean, Tesla has really shaken up the the car industry, has really pushed forward the idea of uh, electric vehicles and so on. And as much as I love his endeavors with SpaceX and therefore, by extension, what Branson and Bezos have done, You've got to think that Elon is a more complete individual in this regard in terms of these transformative technologies. You know, uh, Branson and Bezo have certainly got their bit as far as uh, space tourism, space exploration, bringing that market to you and me. But Elon has gone more than just the space aspect of, of life, the universe and everything.
0: Yeah, you know, that's a great point. And I know really kind of in his life and in his career, maybe these are still early or at least uh, mid days. But, uh, you know, you look at him naming his car company after Tesla and everything that he has done up to this point and what he'll do into the future. Uh, How do you think history is going to look at or judge Elon uh, Musk? Is he going to be seen kind of as a modern day, I don't know, Edison or something like that?
1: He's certainly going to be viewed positively. I mean, you know, comparing him to Edison, hmm, that might be a bit of a stretch, but he's certainly, I mean, the, the vision that he's had, I mean, all the way from trying to create pneumatic tubes for us flying around the underground of, of cities through to the electric vehicles on the surface of the Earth to, you know, becoming a multi-planetary species, inhabiting Mars and giving NASA, and amongst others, the capabilities to go back to the moon. When When you put all that together... That's got to be a positive lens from history's perspective.
0: Absolutely. By the way, I just had somebody text me that Bezos uh, has uh, previously been, I believe, Time Magazine's uh, person of the year. So maybe it's just Richard Branson who's uh, standing there going, hey,
1: what about me? over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, given the animosity between Bezos and Musk, I mean, I'm sure we'll see a tweet saying be- from Bezos soon enough that says, "Hey, I, I got there first. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Amazon, I mean, I I guess that's got to be transformative with the empire that that Bezos has built and now of course Blue Origin. So, yeah, they they're both peas in a pod in that regard, I guess.
0: Absolutely. Here with our space expert, Paul Delaney. Paul, also this afternoon, wanted to talk to you about this uh, discovery that uh, apparently a planet 10 times the size of Jupiter has been uncovered uh, when uh, some experts say that uh, this planet shouldn't even exist.
1: Well, the the, the going uh, theories associated with planetary formation, and when we look at all the planets we've found, you know, we've had to modify our theories a lot over the last 20 to 30 years, but Basically, when you get a star that is too massive and therefore very, very hot with a lot of ionizing radiation, that's not a combination of uh, uh, events that allows for planets to form. At least that has been our theory. The fact that we've now found one, it, it, it's not so much that it's 10 times the mass of Jupiter, we've, we've found lots of those around the place, but the fact that it is around a very hot star, much hotter than our own star, it's a very young star as well, That's the the, the surprise. But this planet is a long way out. It's it's nearly 10 times the distance Pluto is from our sun, just to give people some perspective here. So it is a long way out. That probably has protected the planetary formation process from the, the real rigors and the harshness of the inner solar system of this parent star.
0: Yeah, this planet's orbit apparently 100 times wider than Jupiter's and about 560 times wider than us here on Earth. And as you mentioned, uh, Paul, it is hot there. It's the hottest, most massive planet system uh, found to date, they believe. So does that answer, I don't know about you, but my first question whenever I hear about a new planet, a new discovery is, is it inhabitable? Is there life perhaps uh, out there? Does this answer that question?
1: Uh, In this particular instance, I would think the answer is no. It's so far out. Literally, it's like about a third of the way out to our nearest star. I mean, it's a long way from its parent star. And even though the parent star is very, very hot, this planetary surface is going to be very, very cool. Uh, We don't know a whole lot about this planet at this moment in time. Uh, Interestingly enough, we actually had an optical detection all the way back in the year 2000, but we thought it was actually a spurious detection. And it was only a, a second look in 2019 that actually has found it and confirmed it to be a planet. So it is... Probably a gas giant, so 10 times the mass of Jupiter, that almost certainly classifies it as a gas giant. That by itself makes it, relatively speaking, uninhabitable, but so far from its parent star. To- it's going to be a cool place. So it's not much in the way of real estate for life, but the sheer fact that this planet has been able to form out there just underscores the ability of stellar systems to create planets in the most unlikely places, which pushes forward the idea that there's so many more planets out there than we even you know have already guessed at, and that increases the possibilities of life, in my opinion.
0: Well, that was my next question, Paul. Do you believe, uh, I mean, obviously scientists, those who study this sort of thing, uh, such as uh, yourself, that uh, we're just going to continue as our technology uh, continues to improve, we're just going to continue to discover more and more things we never knew existed out there in the solar system?
1: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Until 1995, we had speculated that, uh, planets existed around other stars. We found them in 1995 and by today we've got like about seven and a half thousand-ish planets and planetary candidates on the books that we're actively studying. When, When we do the statistics on that it gives us confidence to say that you know the 200 billion stars in our galaxy alone each of them probably has at least one planet. Well that's 200 billion planets. And the variety of planets, large, hot Jupiters, cold, massive Jupiters, uh, planets, you know, what we call Super Earth, three or four times the mass of our own planet. You know, there are so many variants of planets around so many different types of stars. The surprises just keep coming. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot more real estate for us to discover out there. And as I say, that to me begs the question, gosh, we've got to be uh, you know a part of a, a, a life civilization type community out there
0: all right well to quote dr spock fascinating
1: <laughs> i like it i like it
0: <laughs> paul pleasure as always thanks so much for your time this afternoon Take care, jeff Bye. you too space expert from york university paul delaney with us and we're back after these on global news radio